Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, and we're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have a great guest today, Juju Kashmar, who is the co-founder and chief strategy officer at Entavo, and their company creates loyalty programs for some of the largest brands that you've heard of and many smaller brands and companies that you haven't. This is all about customer loyalty today. You're going to love this episode. Quick announcement before we get started. If you've got an amazing story that you want to share or a question you want to ask, please reach out to me at any of the social channels. I am everywhere. And if you have a question, please use the hashtag AskShep. I'll answer it there in the social channel like X slash Twitter or Instagram. Go to Facebook. Uh, I'm there, as I mentioned. Or you can catch episodes of Be Amazing or Go Home, and I may answer the question right there in the TV show. Just go to uh, Amazon or Apple TV or Roku, or just go to BeAmazing.tv and look at all the episodes. All right, let's get into the interview. Juju, welcome to the show. Hi, Chef. How are you? So where are you today? <laughs> I am today in Hungary, actually. In Hungary? In Wow. Okay. And, and Juja is a, uh, what's the background? What, what, what nationality or internationality is that? Um, it's a Hungarian name and I'm Hungarian. And uh, we founded our company uh, with my co-founders when we lived in London. And it is a while ago already. It was back in 2012. And we are together ever since. We are a company ever since today, a hundred people, remote company servicing global brands like KFC or BMW, all over the world. with yeah. Brands I've never heard of. And by <laughs> the way, nothing makes me happier than to drive in a BMW eating a KFC fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, so. quite quite an experience, right? <laughs> so, uh, and we're going to talk today about loyalty programs, rewards programs, and um, the, the trends. And this is what you do. And I'm kind of excited because... This year, for the first time, and it's just coincidental, uh, in my annual survey that I do with consumers, we put a little section in there uh, about eight or nine questions on specific loyalty, loyalty programs. Is loyalty more important than customer service? Uh, loyalty programs. Uh, uh, what's the likelihood you'll come back? How many loyalty programs are you a member of? So I want to get answers on from your perspective, because you got this great report. Um, and let me tell you what. Every, everybody needs to know. Well, I had it up here a moment ago. Tell us what the name of the report is, and we'll make sure that everybody gets it. Yeah, so that's the Global Customer Loyalty Report. Oh, imagine that. Become, that. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just simply a Global yeah. Customer mm -hmm. Loyalty Report, which mm -hmm. is the report for loyalty programs. And I can confidently say that because we've been running it for a couple of years now, and we spend more on this research than I dare to admit. And then just for the launch of webinar, which happened in January, we had 1,500 people sign up. Can you believe that? 1,500. Wow. wow. And then just after one week uh, into having it launched, it says 700 more who downloaded a copy. So it's, uh, it's a very popular report. And it makes sense because we put a lot of effort into it. Um, if you would see, we have now an astronaut on the cover we usually do that mm -hmm. and then it's it's very it's it's created by ai 
Yeah, it's very robust. It has like yeah. nice Barbie hair. Uh, Barbie hair. <laughs> yeah. And it's 80 pages. We have zebras in there and flying whales. So there's a whole art to it. We have the most important numbers. That's what I'm... I, I geek out over partners. those numbers. No doubt. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So... Uh, what? So let's start with the trends. Okay. Uh, I know that one of the things you mentioned is uh, in in the report you talk about gamification or gamification. Um, but give us uh, the latest trends as they are seen from your perspective in these loyalty programs. So what we can know about loyalty programs these days is that two things. First is that loyalty programs existed before, and now there is a trend of revamping them. That's one thing. And the other thing is that loyalty programs existed before and they were all about earn and burn. And now there is a space for fun. And then I will talk about these two in one, one sentences. So basically about replatforming. So, you know, um, for example, in marketing automation and customer success, customer support, this um, transition to modern software as a service technology have already happened. I think it started around 2016, 17, and then now everyone is like on new technology. In loyalty programs, it haven't happened yet. And businesses since COVID are working very hard to do this transition. So from their legacy tech or from their CRM, which is generic, they would, they would re-platform and go to a software as a service solution like like what we actually do too. And it's it's been a big push to our own company's growth too. And the other trend that is going on is that loyalty programs used to be earn and burn in the past 100 years. It's like you spend a dollar and earn a point and basically that's it. But today's loyalty programs can do much more with experiential rewards, with early access, it's rewarding other things than purchases. Like if you work out, for example, Adidas and Nike does this. Or if you surf, like you, you go surfing, our customer Ripco does it. It's not yeah. even move to earn, but it's surf to earn. So it's a, it's a lot of opportunity out there that technology can uh, empower today. It's like I have a Peloton, okay? The bike, which by the way, is a beautiful piece of furniture in, in our apartment. <laughs> And we hang our coat on it and everything. But seriously, so nothing makes me happier than to be able to compete with the people that I'm in, in the class with. Even if I do it remotely, I could see, or I remotely, if I do it after the class and it's a pre-recorded class, I could still see where I rank. I think yeah. that's really cool. And they give me badges for when I hit certain levels. I don't get anything financially in return. Like they don't give me a discount but it makes me feel good that I hit these levels. I don't know if that's a loyalty program or, uh, but it is some type of incentive that gamifies uh, my experience and makes me want to do it more. Is that is that what you're talking about? Well, it's a loyalty program for Peloton. If Peloton would think this as like a company objective of increasing usage mm -hmm. from the customer point of view i'm sure the customer would not think of it as a loyalty program they would think of it as a very core of what uh peloton does and i think there are two companies we really really admire who really excel at this and i wanted to say one of them is peloton and the other one is duolingo it's very this similar company, Duo Duo duolingo. duolingo 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 which is okay. an application for language learning oh 
Okay. And it's very similar to what you just described with Peloton because you can compete with other people. You can have these streaks of completing these little courses every single day. You can have your own batches of people who are similarly prepared or knowledgeable in a certain language as you. And then it's just really, really smart and kind of addictive too, but in a good way. Peloton helps you get addicted to exercise. Duolingo helps you to get addicted to language learning. So it's interesting. The uh, Okay, I'm going to ask, is it a loyalty program or a membership program? I know it... It, being a member makes you feel good about something. And obviously I pay a monthly subscription. By the way, you would think, and I'm going to ask you about this in a moment, uh, about my monthly subscription to Peloton. Don't let me forget about this because it's a big question. But uh, I, I'm just wondering, I'm not getting any points in perk. So I, I just flew on my favorite airline, American Airlines. People are going to say, your favorite airlines, American Airlines. You know what? Yes, it is my favorite airline. And they treat me so well, uh, maybe because they know me and they know I fly a lot. That to me is a great loyalty program. And I get my points and my I can redeem my points for flights or I can even do other things with them now, apparently. That's a true loyalty program, which I actually consider a, a more of a marketing program. Because if they take all those points and perks away, am I going to stay with them? However, Peloton and Duolingo are not offering any financial incentive to stay with them. They're just offering fun and making me feel good. So let's talk about that for a second. And, and, and there's a difference between them, isn't it? There is a difference. Um, and I'm happy that you are such a loyal customer to American Airlines. It seems that they treated you very well in the past years. You know. they, they Just last night, my, I, my flight was five hours delayed. And you think I would hate them, except... There was a woman there who took such good care of me. And <laughs> there's I, a saying, never waste a good crisis. Well, in this case, they they haven't wasted that. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. I even took a picture of her and I posted it on Twitter or now X time. Uh, and on Instagram. And I just want everybody to know that sometimes even in the worst days, your companies that you're loyal to show a little loyalty back to you. Yeah. So about loyalty programs and membership programs. You need to know that today's marketeers and companies are so smart that they figure everything in between these two extremes. And there are multiple terms that are being used to describe similar things. And sometimes there are just very subtle differences, but a loyalty program, a membership program, a subscription program, a customer's club, a premium program, it's often used to the same thing. And then there are subtle differences. So for example, with a membership, you usually have uh, a fee that you pay to, to Peloton every single uh, month. Right. But at a subscription too, you do that, like you are subscribed on Netflix and then you pay this every month. Still, you wouldn't say that it's a membership. And with a loyalty program, there is no payment involved if it's not a paid loyalty program. Like, well, there there's a rise of paid and premium loyalty programs today. And it is identified as one of the strategies in this year's report too. But today, there are loyalty programs that exist without the use of the currency, like points. So it just exists based on like tiers, or you don't even know about tiers. There are sometimes secret tiers. So it's a lot of blur these days. 
Yeah, interesting, interesting. Hey, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I want to ask you the question about my subscription to Peloton because they know a lot about me. And I want to share something that's going on right now. And I have a question as to, uh, actually, as I love Peloton, don't take this the wrong way, but why haven't they reached out to me? Why haven't they emailed me? Because I broke my pattern of behavior with them. And I think loyalty programs, if it's done well, you can track your customer's behavior. Are they spending? Are they earning points? Uh, you know, same thing if I fly on American Airlines and all of a sudden I don't fly for three months, am I going to hear from them? So uh, let's come back in just a moment. We are, are talking with Juju Ketchmar, who is the co-founder and the uh, just the, the amazing wizard over at Antavo. We'll be right back. Don't go away. One of my favorite sayings is that customer service isn't a department. It's a philosophy. And it's a philosophy that must be embraced by everyone in the organization all the time. And that's 24-7. So if customer service is important to you, and I know it is, then you will love our virtual training, the ultimate on-demand customer service and experience training program that you can access anytime, anywhere. Now, the course content applies to everyone, regardless of position and responsibility, from senior executives to the most recently hired and everyone in between. You'll discover tips, ideas, and strategies that won't cost your company a fortune, but will produce what I call moments of magic, those positive experiences, and it will happen at every level of your organization. So go to Customer Service VT. That's V as in virtual, T as in training. That's CustomerServiceVT.com. It's time to get customer focused. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Juju Kachmar, who is the guru of loyalty programs. We've never, ever talked at this level about loyalty programs. So thanks for joining me today and sharing your wisdom. Here's what happened. Uh, I mentioned uh, before the break, I am on Peloton. Well, just about six or seven weeks ago, I had back surgery. And the thing I'm not allowed to do is ride my bike or my Peloton bike, at least for another few weeks. So now I have been diligent about riding virtually every week, sometimes multiple times throughout the week. It depends on the weather. If it's a beautiful day, I'm going out and I'm going to ride my real bike into the park on a path, whatever. But on, um, I, I still do the Peloton. So now I haven't done it. They should be tracking that. And knowing, hey, wait a minute, this customer has broken his behavioral pattern. Uh, do do loyalty programs do that? Or do you suggest that uh, your clients take a look at patterns and see if they're broken? Oh, yes. And then Peloton is like missing an opportunity now here to not to send you like a reminder or at least a question, like confirming why are you not doing physical activity because did you have a surgery or uh, is your bike broken or something else? They can definitely reach out to you. I don't know if it's email, the best way to communicate, because there's so many other channels, but it's the one that, you know, they should use where they can reach you. Yeah, I get emails from them. So I would assume they know who I am and, and what I do. But uh, anyway, I just find that interesting. And same thing with the airlines. If the airlines notice, hey, why isn't he flying anymore? Did he retire? Did he get sick? Uh, you know, is something wrong? Did we make him upset? So at the break, you and I were talking about different types of loyalty programs and Duolingo and Peloton, they've gamified the system to make you feel good just about doing business with them. There's no 
reward from the standpoint of you get a discount, uh, you get points that you can redeem for, you know, exotic trips. There's none of that, but uh, they make you feel good. Then you have other types that uh, you mentioned, uh, Pret, which, uh, and, and Pret Manger, did I say that correctly? All over the world. I'm, I'm in airports, I'm over in London, and I know here we have something called Breadco, Bread Company. What do they call it? Oh, Panera. It's now Panera. It used yes. to be Breadco started, that Panera started in St. Louis, Missouri, where I lived. Now it's, it's huge. They have a similar program to Prep Manger, which is you pay a monthly fee and you get perks for that. And let's talk about Prep Manger because I don't know. I go to Panera probably once every couple of weeks with my buddies. We sit down, we have breakfast, but I'm not part of their program. But you mentioned Prep Manger, you pay a 30 pound or 30 something dollar fee per month. You get 20% off on everything you buy, sandwiches, drinks, but you also get free coffee. Oh every, yeah. Every day. That it's alone's gonna if you, yeah. If you go in, you know, four or five times and get a nice, you know, latte, you've paid for the $30. Oh, and yes. yeah. So that's a great incentive to get people to come back. I think so. And uh, it's a very popular program in the UK. And um, yeah, it's up to five barista-made beverages that you can get. And 20% off from like almost the entire menu, I think maybe except the seasonal specials. So it's a really, really nice treat. And I think Pratt has done the most excellent job to really segment their customers. Because who would be the one who would be in top Pratt? Then, so it's those who either uh, live very close to Pratt or those who work very close to prep. So for these people, they made sure that they are the go-to one because it's worth it. Right. And for those who who don't live nearby or don't work nearby, they are like, like the rest of the customers. They are those occasional shoppers who can be still part of the free tier of Club Pret, but it's far not that... Uh, engaging as the paid version of Club Pret. Right. The perks aren't quite as good. So uh, it's like everybody says, are you a member of the Amazon membership program? No, I'm a member of the Amazon Prime program. I pay, I don't know, what is it? $130, $140 a year, which is great. I get free shipping. I get movies and I, I get something. I get something of great value there. If I don't use it, I don't use it. If I do use it, I take advantage of it. I'm a member of the car wash club of the car wash right around the corner from here. And if I, you know, it's like, oh, it's so it's such a good deal. It's 20 something dollars and you can get, you can go every day. I don't know if I go twice a month, <laughs> but I like knowing when I drive through, I don't have to pay. Yes. And I think you touched a great point here because this value exchange, so it's a work set. It's really important. And oftentimes it's about perceived values. It's not only about financial value, but also the comfort of knowing that, yes, I'm an Amazon member, Amazon Prime subscriber. So if I order something that it will definitely arrive in time, comfort is also part of the value. Not only financial value is part of the value. Now, H&M, they're a, uh, I don't know how many locations they have, but they're-, they're I a- don't know. It's like yeah. huge. Huge. Thousands uh, of locations. Yeah, all over the world and it's closed. And they have an interesting incentive program that if you bring back your old clothes when you're buying new clothes, the clothes that you would give away or throw away, they give you points. Yes. I think they've done this brilliantly. And 
they were one of the first among fashion companies, not even fast fashion, but in general fashion companies to do this. Um, they started with these larger kind of storage or bins in their shops. And, um, and then you would bring back your old clothes or any kind of textile. You don't need that. It's an H&M clothes, so it can be any kind. You bring oh, wow. it back. And they started with like giving you vouchers that you can use next time. But after they launched their loyalty program, they incorporated this effort into the loyalty program. So basically, now you receive points and you can use these points and vouchers next time when you buy. I think it's really smart and it really helps H&M achieve their goals. And they want to be more sustainable uh, because like fast fashion in general needs to be more sustainable. And this is a perfect example of how with great incentives, they can really actually be more sustainable. And so, um, and I, loyalty programs allow, if you do it right, allow you to track your customers, how often they're there, the points. And do you have any thoughts on like, what's our, our companies doing a good job of taking advantage of the information about the customer or are they just giving away points and hoping they keep coming back? You've got a good answer. That I think, was, question was not yeah, on the sheet. <laughs> No, I didn't have a sheet, unfortunately. Did you send me a sheet that I didn't know about? No, no, no. You sent me a sheet. And and I'm just, I mean, I just, you have my curiosity peaked. Okay, good. So I think companies are doing better and better. And they are prioritizing well. So number one priority is to identify the customer. Number two priority is to actually figure out what to do with the data. And I do think Number one is truly the priority to identify the customer because, you know, you want to get things done. You want to be fast with it as a, as a company, as a marketeer. You want to have track record of the customer so you can actually do something with it. So I think, yes, companies do this well and there are multiple ways to identify a customer and it, they do the best job if they make it easy. That's the most important. There are multiple ways to making it easy. Identifying the customer means that you scan their loyalty pass or loyalty card. It can be a mobile pass that you would use to board a plane, or it can be a physical card in, in some customer segments. I think companies can do really a great job if they make identifying the customer easy. So it's easy for the customer. And there are multiple ways to do that when it's like, there is a, a plastic card. That's the old school way that you have as a customer, you have the plastic card with you and then they would scan it or sometimes somehow they would like get the data on the plastic card. Or there is another way, uh, like you have a mobile app and then you show a barcode or a QR code or whatever. Number three is there is no app, but there is a mobile pass. There's the functionality of the Google and Apple wallets, the same technology as you would use to show your boarding card. Or another way is that it's it's manually identified, like you would tell your phone number. It's not the best way, actually, but sometimes companies do that. And plastic cards sometimes still uh, live, and there are many companies who still use plastic cards, and there are certain um, demographies where it works really well, and certain industries, like, for example, luxury fashion, where it can work very well. Yeah, I mean... Uh, practically, I, I'm thinking in my mind, first of all, I'm wondering how many cards can I carry with me? But the other thing is, um, hey, if I have a credit card 
from that brand. Like, uh, oh, here's a Neiman Marcus card. Here's a Saks Fifth Avenue card. These are credit cards, but at the same time, if there's incentive to using their cards rather than a generic credit card, uh, like a standard uh, MasterCard, Visa, American Express, Discover. So uh, I like that. So great information. I'm going to ask you... Uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to ask you and quiz you as to like, and we could play a little game. We did a survey, as I mentioned before, we did a survey this year of consumers and we asked, are you more likely to return to a company that has a customer rewards program? The short answer to that would be yes, you would probably say that. And can you guess how many customers said yes? Hmm. There is no wrong answer because you, I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. These are I U.S. Think- customers uh, w- across all generations based on, uh, you know, maybe 60-70%. Yeah, actually about 76%. 70 oh, and, good. Yeah, and and would you and here's the question, would you choose one brand that has a loyalty program if over another brand that did not? I think they would choose the one who has the loyalty program. Right. Almost 6 out of 10 customers. So think about that. And uh here you go. And this is fun. Almost 4 out of 10 customers said they would make an unplanned purchase just to earn more points or rewards. Yes. <laughs> so that that's marketing, you know, and uh, let's see. Oh, this is great. How about this? They, the price becomes less relevant about the same number. Four out of 10 customers said they would choose one brand over another, even if it was more expensive because they wanted to be part of that loyalty program and earn more points. Uh, which I just think that's that's amazing. So that's why yeah. it all works. Yeah. Yep. This is points equal money. Being a part of a loyalty program equals opportunities of special experiences or early access to sales. I can totally relate to that and understand that. And I'm, you know, so happy about it. It means mm-hmm. we are in great business. Excellent. All right. We're we're basically out of time. And I have the final question to ask. I warned you this was coming. As it applies to loyalty programs, what one last nugget of wisdom would you like to share with us today? My one thing is that if you think of loyalty programs as a marketeer or CRM leader or a loyalty leader, do not think about points and peers. But think of all the experiences and rewards and benefits you can give. Like, knock yourself out. Make your dreams come true. Because it's very likely that today, technology can power it. Wow. So I like that. And I just want to make sure I I completely understand. I think it's a brainstorm. You just think, what would be the most ultimate loyalty program that we could provide for our customers? And by the way, You've got to think like a customer. Don't assume the customer is going to love it. So test it. Try it out. Bring customers in. Ask them what they would like. I think that's what you're saying. And and dream big. And then the technology that's out there will make it work. And by the way, your technology will make it work. (laughs) How's that a plug for your company? A-N-T-A-V-O, Antavo. Yeah, thank you, Antavo.com. Yes, this is the place that will make it work at all. (laughs) Awesome. Juju, thank you so much for joining us. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Great insights on loyalty and uh, programs and and getting customers to come back again and again with a little bit of an incentive. Sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's product, sometimes it's just, I love the company. They make me feel good about using them. You're a rock star. Thank you for joining us. 
Thank you for having me, Chef. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week, and please come back. And until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.